Hello. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you. You're in space. I'm in space. Yes, I've tried to fix my lighting and I just settled on this one. I think I don't. I like I'm it. Not, I'm not all fucky. So that's something. Yeah. Basically, I had an extra table that was just jammed over there where I had a bunch of lights on it and it just made mm -hmm. my kitchen look insane. So okay. I did some organization just for my, you know, a nice cleaner look. Uh, and yeah. That's what I've done. And it just took me days to figure out the lighting because I don't know if you've ever. I like the space though. You like it? I do. Ooh. This is where we are right here. <gasps> that's fun. I have no yeah, idea where, like that's where it is. Part. I have no idea what that's where it is. Uh, you could have said any. You could have pointed to any part of that picture, and I would have had the same reaction. Uh -huh, very good. Uh, who will be mute? As it turns out, no one today. Steve Mooney hey. uh, and hey. Esme. Uh, welcome, Esme. Been a while uh, for you tuning into the program. Cameras B is already in the chat. Mr. Steve Mooney, welcome aboard. Tet eight seven nine. With the evening. Go ahead. Ashley. Also, did a little tiny bit of organization. What did you do? I was going to say hello to the podcast listeners, but I'm happy that they're... Oh, wait, there's, there's something missing. What used to be back there? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't... You don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. See, it's one of those... I don't... I don't... Like, I... I if I, I... You showed me an image from yesterday. Let's go to... I took down my Christmas decorations. You took down your Christmas decorations. Very good. <laughs> um, um, yeah, there was a gingerbread man and a Christmas tree sort of here... Yeah. Uh, you yes, we did organize by getting rid of Chris. Chris is um, yeah. uh, he's been taken down by his booster. Exactly. Chris isn't like yeah. me or Ashley. We are full Joe Rogan. Uh, we have uh, uh, micro enzyme microbials going through our system. Uh, we listen to only journalists that support the Syrian regime, meaning the vaccine is for cuck lords. I'm an alpha. She's also an alpha. We did not take the vaccine. How I've been fighting COVID is by drinking spring water and uh, injecting bleach into my asshole. Ooh. You like that? the asshole. See, that's the key. What no one knows is that COVID mostly enters the body through the ass. <laughs> no one, did you know that? Did you know that that's how that COVID, COVID enters the ass, oh. Ashley? I see. I see. That's why so many bottom feeders are getting it. Yo, uh, here's what I've I like. That was, many things I that didn't the, really make sense. <laughs> it was good though. It was like a really, it was a joke you'd hear from an old white dude who really hangs out of the comedy store. You know what I mean? Like one of those yeah, ones. And then that's kind of the vibe I was going for. <laughs> it was really good. Then they'd immediately make a reference to Rebecca Brooks. <laughs> it would be it's so the anal fucking. Variant. <laughs> Also, I would like to re I would like to thank uh, uh, we we had a bunch of followers um, in the not being here time, uh, including Wacker Dad Ooh. and uh, and my personal Who favorite Fire Gal One. For me, Did somebody no give us a shout out. Someone must have given us a shout out. It was excellent. Well, hello, Boomstickery. Welcome aboard. Does this count? If there as is any new people in, and you heard about us from anywhere. Let Thank us you. know where you heard about us from. Exactly. I'm, I'm always curious. <laughs> I'm going to guess it was, uh, I was the, uh, the usual suspects of the Mary Elaine's or perhaps old George Fox. I just hadn't yeah. logged into uh, our Twitch profile in forever. And then I brought it up just because Chris isn't here. And I think he's usually logged in. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to have it up in front. I'm in always case. logged in. Are you always logged in? As long as someone's always logged in. I'm just, I haven't been yeah. for so long. And I was just like, I should probably do that. 
I, I'm not I'm not logged in to the profile, but I because we're all mods on the channel, I just go in on my own account and go into mod view. Oh smart. I don't think I should log into my the John Hastings comedy Twitch channel. I have not since September, I have not been in there at really? all. I keep thinking <laughs> about doing a solo bolo stream guy of some sort or something like that. Like uh -huh. getting back to it a little bit. I just I like this and it's just there's what you realize is when you're not in a lockdown there are like you leave your house so there's like there's huge amounts of the day that are just do you no long I do cuz I do. go and do well I'm also in I'm also an American not <laughs> I lockdown. am full <laughs> lockdown one mode again I leave my house once a day for a walk and that's it <laughs> That's pretty that's pretty hot I um <laughs> I think my postman is uh, is ringing me. I'm going to pick this up. So uh, okay. fill it. And then I'll explain why my postman rings. I'll fill. I'll fill. Um, John's talking to his postman. So I suppose I should say hello to the podcast listeners. Um, uh, he's kept himself on screen. I'm just going to. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to. Do we want to watch him? Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, ask me anything. Here's your chance. Talk to me, people. I don't. I took my Christmas decorations down. I am one of these people that lingers a little bit. A lot of people want to get them down as soon as the new year comes in. Um, I don't like to take them down before the sixth. I don't like to take them down before Little Women's Christmas. Um, but I do. I I kind of linger on them. I just like having nice lights and pretty decorations i don't even it's not even that it's i like the christmas and i want to keep the christmas it's just like i want to i just want it's dark in january and i want to hang on to them for a little bit um so that's yeah but today i was i just was looking at them and i was just like right they're just i'm just gonna take them down now john you're muted <laughs> hang on i knew i was that was about to happen um uh by the way my newspaper man uh doesn't like uh leaving packages out so he takes everyone's phone numbers and then calls you if you have a package and then That's he's amazing. so nervous about leaving dedication he's, he's i love so, that he's such a good postman but he's so nervous about that you have to be like it's fine it's not important you can leave it there. i'll be down in literally like we're only doing 90 minutes today guys um mostly because of our guest being a fucking little bitch is that right ed you're a little bitch yeah 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 that's what i fucking thought uh yeah <laughs> even prank bitch we're trolls now we're all right um and so it was just i had to basically browbeat him into being bad at his job like he was literally like you sure you can't come down you sure do you want me to leave it somewhere i'm like buddy just pop it right there i'll be right bear in mind there it's behind two different locked doors. Like it's it's very secure and it's He doesn't trust your neighbors. I bet he knows something on one of your neighbors and he's like, I don't trust that guy. I gotta make sure that John's got his parcel. <laughs> I, I hope that's true. Ed, have you ever spoken to your postman? Are you complaining about the mailman? That's the most yes. old I'm not, shit I'm not I've ever heard about the mailman. Oh really? Am I? Yeah. How about you fucking sit there and you're fucking quiet, boy? How about that? How about that? Yeah, you gonna be a nice boy? Yeah, there we go. Uh I'm not complaining about him. I'm talking about how this man is too good at his job. He is too good. It has human... Oh, yeah, yeah, Coming in from Mr. Steve Mooney. Uh, Mr. Hastings, I don't want to leave this package here. It has human organs on the box. Well, wipe them off. They're going to get near my documents. 
uh, yeah, ask him what he knows and that you don't. That's a good point. Um, it's the content we like here. Got, I've, right. I've only been here f since... I've only been here since July. And so I haven't really gotten... I don't know my postman's name, but I have a good enough rapport with him. He appreciates that I meet him halfway down the stairs. Um, and then... Every single time he's like, I have to deliver something to the one next door to you anyway. So <laughs> he's like, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah, take, that, take that one up for me as well, kind of thing. Where are you living somewhere he's, new? I'm, I don't think he's allowed to do that. He's not allowed to give somebody else's post unless there's instructions that say no you can way. leave this with a neighbor. No way. No, you can totally that do is, it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That is crazy. I don't know. Maybe he's just... Surely. Diligent, but I need, I need, we need to address something in the chat coming in from Tet eight seven nine. Is it normal to have the same postie every day? I've yeah. had like I, yeah, I've had the same postman. I had the same postman in London for six years. That guy, the opposite of my postman here in Los Angeles. Let me tell you who didn't give a fuck about his job. That guy in London. You, back in my day, we used to have real postman. Exactly right. <laughs> That's right, Ed. Back in your day, back in the in the heady days of. 2015 um but no but seriously on my bingo card that you were going to make a joke about me being six years old of I course of course of course <laughs> first of all you would have been seven years old i really oh, like yeah. the idea of our guests having bingo cards <laughs> oh, i knew it was gonna happen i knew it was gonna happen um, have you just moved somewhere new ashley uh glasgow in in july i moved to glasgow i was in edinburgh and now i'm in glasgow um, oh, how is it whereabouts in glasgow I'm quite central. Give your full address. Um, give your full address. I'll yeah. give my full address. I'm a new postman, so <laughs> yeah. I need it for work tomorrow. Um, I'm quite central, which is really nice, but more towards West End. Um, but it's lovely. I really like Glasgow. Yeah, it's a great town. Mm. So much better than Edinburgh. So much yeah. better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no it is. it's great. Ed, are you still convinced you're not doing the Edinburgh Fringe, even though I'm sure I'll see you up there? This, 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 this year that we're in, 2022. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so I was thinking about that because this is around the time of year where you where you normally have to start getting ready for it, right? And then I went on Facebook and I saw a lot of comedians being like, Oh, can I get in can I get insurance for if I get COVID and have to cancel half my run? And I was like, Yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. Are you crazy? Yeah. No way. I don't have I the money to upfront all the crazy stuff you have to for Edinburgh. Yeah. I I would say hold on until coming closer to the festival because mm -hmm. What happened last year was a bit mad, and you you could get like a week's run of a show. Exactly, yeah, it's pretty free last for a minute. Anyway. As people love, as people are canceling, you can sure. swoop in there. As, love, as, as I have understand it, they are aiming not to do that, and they are literally just like, no, it's, that's not going to happen. I think it is. I think that I I think that they're literally going because if you but look, there's at going Omicron's to be a, some cancellations. Oh, there I'm must sure. be. Mm -hmm. But there is always there is every year. It's more though. You don't want to show up. I'm always of the mind, you don't want to show up and be like, oh, I'm filling in for a cancellation, work in progress, because the Fringe is so fickle and such a finite audience. Either show up with a show or don't show You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where well, you do it or don't. Yeah, well, it's also like, you know, like it's, it's the how was it? Like a tenth of what it normally is in 2021. Is that right? Like a tenth of the size of the, like, the program. It was tiny, right? It was tiny. Mm -hmm. And not all of that 90% that got cut is people going like, 
oh, I'm, I'm shook about COVID or the new rules means I can't do it. So much of that was people like, well, I can't fucking afford it anymore. I don't have a producer backing me up. So there's going to be shitloads mm-hmm. of that again. If I want to go, yeah. I can just decide in July. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way to uh, look. At- I think that I think it's also a lot of, I don't know. I uh, I find it very fun. Fi- there were some people I was talking to and they were like, I had the best fringe of my life. And I was like, yeah, mate, you do seem like the kind of person that would thrive with no competition. If I can say that, like there was it's not fair for me to go up when it's just the stragglers up there like you, you know what yeah. I mean? It's that's right. That's right. Ed. we'd be so intimidated by the heat of yeah, your powers. Exactly. exactly. Not, we would be burned. You don't, or... you don't fucking screen the Godfather at like a local film festival. Do you know what I mean? It's not fair. I mean, that was a great metaphor, except for they definitely scream like a screen a movie they, like the Godfather at a local you film festival. S- you scream it. Yeah, you scream it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, they, 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 they pay. They pay just a very. You just stand up in the middle of a really shit film and go. Oh my god! It starts the shouting. Godfather. Every you just shouting, not even lines from the movie. You start yelling the Godfather. That's actually how they. That's how they ju- in can. They use what's called the GF system. Do you know about this Ed? No. I'll explain it to you. So if your movie is really good, no one will just yell the Godfather in the middle of the movie. Okay. And if you, you have you have three Godfathers that can be yelled during your movie. If someone gets confused by a plot point, they're like, I don't want like where this is going. It's like Pretty, the gong show. Exactly right, like, like the gong show. That's yeah. exactly that's it's where the gong, gong show actually yeah. came from. Yeah. I know that. From yeah, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Roman uh, Polanski and, loved it so much he came down to the comedy store and he was like, That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. Yeah, Roman Polanski showed up at the comedy store and everyone was like, Roman, come on. It was it come was on. before Yeah, come on, Ro- Roman. Do a five. Roman, come on. Yeah, got up and then everyone stood up in the audience and they were like, But I'm Roman Polanski. No, but I'm Roman Polanski, which <laughs> is, by the way, a reference to one of the like a thing that isn't true, but supposedly there was a long-standing rumor that Kirk Douglas's other son that wasn't Michael Douglas got up, was a stand-up comedian and was doing a five at the comedy store and was bombing. And in the middle of it went, don't you know who I am? I'm Kirk Douglas's son. And the entire yeah. audience stood up and went, no, I'm Kirk Douglas's son. No, I'm Kirk Douglas's son. And this went That's around of like how dangerous the comedy store is. And then I was heard it told by someone. And then a comedian whose name is going right in here because we're not doing the week of no press yeah, until next week. Um, yeah, next week we're not allowed to use private chat. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Ne- next, instead, I made that up in a timeout. Uh, uh, timeout uh, interview that never happened. That never okay. happened. And I know. And he and he was like, "What?" And he's like, "And if you don't believe me, you can ask the journalist." Uh, he was in on it. We both were like, "Let's just make this up." And That's nailed so it. Funny. My yeah. God. Did you? I John, this the thing about comedy in this country, right? There's so much reverence. The most reverence I've ever heard in terms of comedy in this country is reverence for audiences, like at the comedy store or late in life. People have more reverence for for so like audiences stupid. there than like any any comedian that has ever lived in this country or worked in this country. So I asked because I've I've hosted late in life for years. I asked some of the hosts from the quote unquote like you get what you'll get is a lot of people that love people of a certain age. Show up at late and live, really angry that they're doing it and not want yeah. to do it, and sit there and talk about how it was better when Kitson hosted it. So I asked a bunch of those guys. I didn't actually ask Kitson, but I asked all the other hosts because I don't know them well enough to just sort of walk up and ask them this question. But I knew the other ones like Amos and a few uh, Nickel. Yeah, and they were all like, "It was always this bad. It's just people forget how bad it was. They just remember the three interesting incidents." And I was like, "Over I like five hundred shows, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like mm-hmm. oh, like thousands of shows. Like it's one of those things where it's like, and that's true. There are 
five amazing moments from my time hosting, 10 pretty cool moments, and about 14, 15 absolutely downright insane, horrifically toxic bad moments. And that's yeah. what hosting that show is. Sure. But it's a it's a show at one o'clock in the morning during the fringe. What do you fucking want from me? You know what I mean? I used, I used to like I used to I would always go and do that in live or any of the Gilded Balloon Late shows because they paid you cash. That yeah. was so important. They pay you cash. You got to see Hastings, hang out with some buddies. But the first time I did it, I was shit scared. I was like twenty one. I was like so fucking scared. And then I when I came out and I realized like oh it's not it's not like what anyone's saying at all. It's just a bunch of tired stage managers and shit. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> waiting for the ba that band that does Teenage Dirtbag to come on, and that's it. Uh, I think you'll have their name is uh, oh my god White Panther. Oh, White Panther. Yeah, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's waiting for those guys. You just got to do your your fifteen or whatever and collect your cash and then go straight to the bar. Do you want to you want to know one of the funniest moments that involved White Panther is White Panther had a member who looked almost exactly like. One of the guys who was in the Axis of Awesome. I remember. Were you there that? Were you there the night where? No, no, I remember the, the guy. Oh. Okay, so the crowd. Did he have long hair. No, he was. They were oh. both the bald guy, oh, and yeah. they, um, the crowd, for some reason, was like, "Oh shit, it's the Axis of Awesome guy," and started chanting three chord song during someone else's set. Oh, I know when it was. There, it was the it was the year that they all that the Gilded Balloon was trying to really really imp, like tr be cool, so they kept booking sketch troops on to late and live, i.e., yeah, making my job much more difficult uh, and time to fill some time. But Elliot Steele tells the story of someone was bombing on stage, and I turned to him and went, "Someone's got to fix this," and I am tired, so that's you, buddy. I'm bringing you right up. And it was that year because every time I hosted, it would be like. Um, like th this, Rob Outen was never booked, but it would be like three, like just club comedians, and then a very artsy, interesting comedian in the style of Rob Outen, who clearly's manager booked it in to get the cash. Yeah. They're not going to be able to do their time simply because that's their vibe is not right, yeah. for this show, which it then falls to me to then do. One night I did an hour. To uh, hosting that show, like it was just wildness. Anyway, Axis of Awesome guys at the and the crowd was like chanting, going nuts. Like Axis of Awesome, Axis of Awesome was on. Axis of Awesome was on. He, they were not on. I kept being like, "That's the guitar player from the band. It's not him." As it turns out, the guy from Axis of Awesome was in the gig <laughs> watching. That's crazy. It was the best. So he came down and he was like. Who's where's the guy that looks exactly like me? And they look like it was crazy. They looked exactly the fucking same. And so what they what we did was is we had the guy from Axis of Awesome come on stage with me and like be like <laughs> he's here, say hello. And then it was the White Panther guy in the Axis of Awesome guy's clothes. And then he came on and was like, "What the fuck?" And then the whole crowd just sort of cheered. But then it was like they're not playing. So then they just left. And then when oh, I thought you were gonna say, and one of them had like a guitar, and it was great. <laughs> wait, that that story wait, fucking sucks. Wait, God. wait, it's not the story's not over. Ed. The story's not over. The story's not over. Oh story's not over. Okay. White Panther goes on to play as the band. Axes of Awesome goes on with them, and they open with the three chord song. Okay, like it was it, it was like literally like the crowd was like sort of like what the fuck, and then lit and it was that was one of those moments where you're like, this is a fun gig. I remember. Yeah, that. that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really great. great. It's the, a, that, the night Stephen K. Amos uh, overran by 30 minutes, oh, and he turned lovely. to me and he went, he went, what is it, 250? And I was literally holding an unlit cigarette, and I went, 
3.30, Ed, you just get all of the staff in, build, in the building just got an extra shift because you've gone over time. By, half so an hour. My late, my late in live has to end at 3 because they have to let go. Because there's a show operating, they can have a late license till 5. The mm. show has to end by 3 because they can then cut the venue staff by some metric because there's then no more shows operating in the venue. Yeah. But if late in live goes over by even one minute, all of the staff, it now is like a new shift. Yeah. So it's like there's some ridiculous amount of money that if late in live goes late, they they have to pay out the staff. <laughs> That's so funny. And That's I amazing. And, oh my god. There yeah, was a, I used to, I remember wouldn't it be like they'd they'd have the band doing like a two hour slot late night for everyone that would come through from like the library bar and the loft bar pierced. But they'd clear out they like it would be as if they were shutting up shop. They'd put away all the chairs and everyone would go home and they'd clear out the dressing room. And then just have the band with the drum yeah. stragglers until complete closing. And yeah. I remember it used to finish on, on the dot. On the dot. Oh, always finishes on the dot. Right at 3 a.m. And by the way, the band can't go on before 3 a.m. Because that affects the licensing, which is also a nightmare for that show. When Scottish someone, licensing is so stupid. It's I, so stupid. So, it's so fa- I love the bureaucracy of Scotland for no other reason. Which is like, that's what you get if you want a government that's attempting to somewhat look after its citizens. Is the amount of just fucking... So much admin. There's so much admin in Scotland, but it's well, like, yeah. Say, I mean, you say that, but I mean, like, you know, that I, I don't know. I'm not a Scottish person. Maybe someone else can give me some perspective, perspective, and maybe fact check me. But has like, you know, all that bureaucracy, all the sort of bureaucracy around rent, has it really helped? Has has making sure you can't buy booze after 10 p.m. from like Scott Mid really done much for the binge drinking? Has it? I mean. It has in so much as it gives money to the pubs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's one okay. of those ones where you're like, okay, yeah, that's annoying as fuck. Also, and I've said this to so many Scottish people when they walk in and they're like, oh, we missed the window. I always look at them and go, well, you have a bunch of booze in your house, right? And never once have they gone, no. They always go, well, yeah, yeah. I just, I wanted to get something nice. And I was like, more. Yeah. yeah, we 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 were buying Sephora. It's not that nice. You know what I mean? Like. Is that the Japanese and beer? It is the Japanese beer. I was just trying to think of a mid-range, like a treat <laughs> beer. You know what I mean? Sephora is yeah. one of those ones like, it's a little treat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Scotland Asahi. like has its funny little laws that way, but Ireland is losing the run of itself. What do you yeah. mean? The is price really, of alcohol. Is Higgins dead? The price of alcohol just jumped. I think it's like today or tomorrow, the price of alcohol is nearly doubling. Like it is. Oh my insane god! Insane amounts yeah, of money. Crazy. I, yeah. I've Jerry, seen stuff on it. It's so like so many people have know. stockpile bought loads of alcohol because of the I mean, the prices going up. One person shared something that they were like, "It is cheaper for me to buy a flight to London, buy a six pack, and fly back with it than it is for me to buy one in Dublin." <laughs> Now, this is going to be, you mark my words, actually, this is going to be amazing for like an Irish cultural resurgence because it's going to go back to every old cunt in Wexford or whatever has a, a shed with a big pot still. Yeah, making, like, it's going to, like, moonshine is about to. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Not yeah. that, like, Puchin, not the, the market the for Puchin is about to explode. Like I the real, just, the 80% I, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Here's the thing that Ireland is very good in that you have a lot of just white people with too much time on their hands and terrible haircuts and they make very good 
Let's we have a shoddy make... economy, is what we oh, have. Yeah. There you we go. Have, we have a... <laughs> you like... can't you can't say you have a shoddy economy like that's unique in the Western world, right? Now. Yeah, I'm in it America. Is, it is bad in Ireland. Uh, the housing madam. crisis is insane. <laughs> I draw your attention. the employment crisis is insane. To... It is ridiculous. I, here's but also, in terms of alcohol, though. So the prices have just jumped up, but also there's now so much licensing around whether or not you can. Uh, so like if you, you know how supermarkets have like loyalty schemes where you get points and then you get vouchers wow. and stuff. Alcohol can no longer contribute towards them. You cannot have any deals on alcohol anymore. Uh, like it is. Why? It's just going a bit mad. Why? You're getting a new. You'll be getting a new leader who will reverse all of these rules. By the way, yes, meatballs. No, I've no, never no. Leo is going to be coming back in. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So we have a coalition government at the moment, which means uh, we have, uh, and this is I'm... the the first time this has happened is because they couldn't decide on who got to be Taoiseach. We have a rotating Taoiseach. What do you? So Michal Martin's. Michal Martin has been Taoiseach for a little while and now it's Leo Varadkar's turn because we have two parties in government. It's so funny. So we have Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Fianna Fáil has been the seat of power or the kind of main guys for a little while and now Fianna Gael. Leo Varadkar, who has been Taoiseach for the past however many years, is going to be Taoiseach again. It's so funny. This is why people don't treat Ireland with respect and the same reason that Canada right, doesn't on. get treated with respect in that we do shit like this. Sorry, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Canada gets an inordinate amount of respect considering what it's actually like. Uh, everyone everyone loves that place. <laughs> no, one, no, no, no. No one knows anything about it. But th it's not the same way okay. in, in that if you, if you heard Ireland's just started a war with China, you'd be like, well, Ireland's going to get the shit kicked out of them. In the same way that if you heard, like, Canada started a war with Russia, Canada's going to get the shit. If you heard England started a war with China, you're like, oh, cool, we all get to die in a nuclear holocaust. It's like that different <laughs> differentiation of country. Do you see but what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's purely, I know what you mean, but let's acknowledge that it's, like, purely, like, that's, um, that's, assumptive like england would get absolutely dicked in a war with china i'm like, I'm, no I'm agreeing with you it is an assumption it is an assumption sure. but it's also a it is the global perspective on those two nations and that is just because and i'm not saying that the english government isn't literally a bunch of bag of shit but they have you know and they're constantly switching leaders but they don't have it like we have an agreement where i get to be king of ireland for two years and then I have to take the crown over to Donald's house. And Donald gets to be Irish king for two years. And then the last year, we're going to swap it up. Each Wednesday, we become <laughs> the new team. Like, that's the thing. In the same way that yeah. Canada earlier this year has fucked its COVID response so badly. To the point, the prime minister went, you know what? Six weeks ago, I could have won and become the prime minister, but I fucked this up so badly. I'm still having an election. And they spent like millions of dollars and three seats changed. And that's it. Like, it's just like, this is why you don't get nice things, Canada and Ireland. Well, because Canada just had an election. It had a, they had an election in September and Didn't nothing happened. Didn't even fucking happened. know. Didn't no even know. Did. That's crazy. That is so crazy. I like to consider myself fairly switched on politically. I had no fucking idea. That's yeah, crazy. $500 million for literally nothing. Oh, no, no, no. Again, so do funny. not get me wrong. I would rather have the Irish government, not the Canadian government, the Canadian government can suck my ass, than the English government, the Canadian government, the American government. All I'm just saying is it's it's an image-based thing where you just go, wait, what? 
they they've agreed that they get to share being the prime. No, no. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. We 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 all have we all have like it's it's we all have just differing slightly differing shades of the same neolib and just neocon wet shit. Like it's not of course. it's not a competition. We're all having a horrible time of it. Um, oh yeah i mean it's weird what's the weirdest part of it is living in america because a what you realize about america is the federal government oversees so actual little like it's the funny because everyone here is so angry about like and so many of the things you're like yeah they don't have power that's your state representative and they're like what nah like there's all this talk about voter rights and also education that doesn't really make it internationally and they're like, we got to do something about this part of education. This part, because like, there's states here that just don't have public schools, like they do, but they're not funded, so they just have a building where an adult is sad. And there's like this quiet debate of like, we have to fix it, but the federal government keeps being like, that's not on us. We literally we don't handle that. That's the state. And they were like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Ashley, I've got a question for you. This always really confuses mm -hmm. me. Do you, do you call private schools private schools or public schools in Ireland? Oh, yeah, this is a great question. Because this always confuses uh, me about America. They so call we, call, uh, we call we call private schools public schools. Do you know what I mean? I know this is that, and it's the yeah. most confusing thing. That it's so it's, dumb. It's so stupid. So dumb. It's very stupid. Um, what do they call? No, it in I Ireland? think we 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 have we have lots of different types of schools. So we have we have desh schools, which are <laughs> desh schools are. Essentially meant to be uh, schools that are in more impoverished areas, uh -huh. and then you have you have community colleges. You'll have convents and Christian brothers Christian schools. Brothers, but you can everybody have, got, went to a Christian yeah. brothers school in Ireland. That's everyone thinks everybody went you to can a Christian have, brothers school. <laughs> you can have private and public convents and Christian brothers schools. And then uh, you can have God. I don't even know anymore. There's, there's, um, oh, what's the name of the one that I went to? <laughs> if, if I, if I may, can I don't I just, even know which one I went to. Sorry to cut across you, but why is it that the, um, why is it that the Jesuits popped off so hard in Ireland? Uh, everywhere else, know. you ask everywhere else. They're like, "What's well, a Jesuit in Ireland?" They're like, "Big man, you Jesuits have not, you, you have not been to Canada. Canada <laughs> loves a Jesuit. Really? My, my university was a Jesuit. It was a Jesuit school and a like weird Catholicy like school for. It was essentially it was a university for people that had to leave school at twelve to go dig a ditch because it was like the Great Depression. They're like, you want to get a degree? With Shia LaBeouf and and all those. Exactly. Guys. It was yeah. basically yeah. They, it was basically the plot of Honey Boy, uh, and uh, they then just merged those two universities. So the university I went to had a bunch of buildings they couldn't use because one nun was still living in it, Like they had no like dorms for first years because they bought i know it's so fucking weird they bought this giant nunnery in the middle of downtown in like the 80s being like and the agreement with the catholic church was all the nuns that are there now get to live there until they die and they're like that's fair and one of these nuns literally lived until <laughs> like 2014 like and like oh and it was like um, like it was the most prime, beautiful real estate, this beautiful building that the university was like, this old bitch will be dead in a year. And she just, God kept her alive. Oh, I love brilliant. That. I love that. This is my next question. Thank I you, think... Boomstickery. Oh. What is a Jesuit? 
<laughs> I'm not, I don't fully know, but I, I think in answer to Ed's question, I think the Jesuits are quite popular because you can be um, a, you can have religious standing without having to be a priest. Um, uh-huh. So you can like oh. be a clergyman, but still have a normal job. The, so you yeah. can be like a teacher or a lawyer or something. But you so can it's basically have... like it's it's for the the pedophiles that have already found a beard cover. They're like, well, I still want yeah. access to you know mm-hmm. the Catholic the Church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Correct. I, I think it's an order I, I of Christian brothers. Is, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I'm not, I think it was one of the the one of the saint. Um, what's his name? There's there's one there's a famous the one of the like. The like, it's like Alphonse or something, or like um, oh, Ignatius is the Ignatius, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesuit like a, guy. He's one of the guys that used to hang out with um one of the fame, one of the famous Saint Francis's, I think, and he started mm-hmm. this order of Christian brothers called the Jesuits, and they're all about like you know Jesus. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Couple of a uh, couple of great things coming in on the chat. Uh, first of all, uh-huh. yes, meatballs with a nice description of Jesuits. Jesuits are big because the state was weak, post independent. Uh, so de so de Valera. I don't know what that is. De, Amy de Valera. De Valera was the first president. Of Thank Ireland. you. No, he wasn't uh, the first president. He was he the was president there. during after the Civil War, the emergency, which we learned about the other day, John. <laughs> ah, he was the he was the president who kept, country. but he he essentially founded the Irish Free State. He was like the main guy going for it. That's why I always think he was the first president, but he wasn't. Douglas Hyde was. So, Um, and he made deals with various churches to get them to fund the schools and hospitals in exchange for uh, uh, access to too much power. Very interesting sum up. Uh, This coming in from Baldy3. Welcome, Baldy. Jesuit uh, is what Jesus (laughs) uh, wore to his trial, which beautiful joke. Really good stuff. stuff. Uh, Boomstick, we're just saying. I like that his uh, that his power structure is decentralized. What the Jesuits? I guess so. This. I no. think that's a joke. <laughs> the Jesuits is, is kind of like it's basically like the um, uh, what what are they called? Freemasons. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Like, it's basically um, it's an order that's heavily into teaching. Coming in from Tiger, yeah. Tiger, and Selk, reminding you of one last school. Don't forget community schools that were for everyone, regardless of religion, but they still made the entire school go, to, school church. go oh, to church. Fuck. Yeah. Once a month, unfortunately, all the students of religions that prohibit learning of other doctrines go or risk expelled from school until the parent steps in with the Constitution. Hilarious. Did you guys yeah. have Jehovah's Witnesses or yeah. like not really uh, sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, yeah we did. Good ones. But not really. Yeah, My granddad just school. invite him up just for a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. My grandfather got taken yeah. off of the uh, Jehovah's Witness list because he didn't let them leave. He yeah, brought yeah, them, my he brought them in like, yeah. them for ages. And then, and then after like two hours, they'd be like, so do you want to hear about the good word of our Lord Jesus Christ? And he's like, oh, no, thanks. I'm a Catholic. And he got this massive, that massive picture of Jesus with the heart that every, everybody puts up in their house, the big sacred heart picture. And yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, see, this is different is uh, my grandfather was brought them in and was like, would you like to hear about Jesus? And he was like, uh, you're about to hear about Jesus. And then would argue with them about their doctrine for hours to the point they stopped coming to the house, and my grandmother then got upset because she was she's like, "Why? Why are you?" And I just remember it so much, and it was such a good strategy. By the way, if you want to get rid of Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, take a piece of paper, draw a cross on it, try and give it to them. They will never come to your house again. Why? They will never bother you again. Uh, they, you're they, not allowed. You're thinking of vamp- you're thinking of Dracula. No. <laughs> I am also thinking of Dracula, but they're they, they cannot hold anything that has a symbol of God. That's idolatry, all of that sort of stuff. It's in the 
in the same way that in uh, like radic- in Islam you're not supposed to draw the prophet. It's that's it's the same rule. It's almost like they are all from the same place because they all actually have the same rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah they weren't um, allowed to watch Pokemon. Sabrina the Teenage Rich because it was satanic. Um, oh shit! Yeah, we had it. We had a kid in, in my primary school. Fuck. I always felt so sorry for this kid because him and his family oh, were in this, no. this crazy... No, no, not in a bad way. But his, him and his whole family, they were all like uh, in this crazy, really obscure Christian, Protestant, like uber, uber pious, like sect. And like they, they would always wear like head coverings and shit. And, uh, and you know, that cool day every, every day at the end of term where the teacher wheels the old CRT TV in. He had to be taken out of the room because he wasn't allowed to watch no. TV. He wasn't allowed to interact. He wasn't allowed to use the computers in the school. That's sucked. horrible. horrible. Yeah. Horror That's awful. Wherever you are, well, I don't suppose he's going to be watching this, but uh, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> oh, I hope he is watching it. Imagine that. It's just like, yeah. oh my God. I don't want uh, this to be the thing that gets that gets him kicked out of heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would make sense. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the show that gets him alienated from his whole family. <laughs> the one that was crazy to me is one of the kids. I didn't claimed i don't i don't think he was even a jehovah's witness but he was a he got out of french class because his mom was just sort of like no we don't believe in learning french which i always thought was like that's the craziest thing yeah yeah i got out of so i was i was written out of doing religious classes Mm -hmm. um because my parents didn't want catholicism shoved down my throat the way it was for them um i kind of regretted it in secondary school though because it became more of an interesting subject you would learn about islam and judaism and everything like that Mm -hmm. so i kind of slightly regretted it as i got older but um i just i actually remember being in primary school and sitting in the religion class one day because i didn't have to do it but i was sat at the back of the room like doing other work and i remember looking around and going oh people believe this (laughs) i remember that moment of being like it's not just stories (laughs) yeah people think this happened for me the craziest one was always the literal transubstantiation at mass that was the craziest one like you're literally eating christ's body and blood i was like that's crazy how because it's how much body did this guy have how many years how many thousands of years have we been eating crackers I don't know how much each one weighs, but I I guarantee if you Wait add it up, the mass of all the crackers that have ever been mm-hmm. eaten at mass, For it's me, more it's than like... the weight of the average human body. And he was but fucking when they... skinny as well. But when they brought in the gluten-free communion. Gluten-free Jesus, yeah. One of, Ka- one of my favorite bits of Catherine's is, is gluten-free Jesus. Uh, quick, um, quick clarification from Baldy. Jesus wasn't a crackerhead. No, that's what I'm saying. He's many billions of crackers divided up over two thousand years. <laughs> I am. Um, I my big one was I worked at a Christian camp, uh, all that sort of stuff. I always sort of flirted with agnostic and atheist thinking because I was just kind of like I don't, I don't give a hoop about, I don't care. You're and religious? No, I was raised with like my mom was Christian, but my mom's attitude to Christianity is like it's the one, it's the right one, but. I'm not convincing anybody. What what like, kind yeah, of like, Christian? Like North American Baptist Christ like Baptist. Like... What am I? An American? I am a Anglican man. Anglican. Oh, Anglican the Catholics Church. of Protestants. Yes, that's right. We are the exactly. We like all the guilt of the Catholic Church. 
I only just found out that Anglican isn't Protestant. I always thought it was a denomination of Protestant. Protestant no, it's Church, of, it's Church of England. No, no it's, it's separate. separate. Completely separate, yeah. Uh, and we, I, and like my, like I was confirmed, but I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like mostly I was like, I don't want to get up early and I don't understand a lot of this. I then worked at a Christian camp and the moment where I was just like, I think this belief system is fucked. And I think all of you are a bit fucking stupid because you are, there was so fucking much. We don't need to worry about that problem. Um, mm -hmm. God will protect me. And in my head, I'm going, no, he will not. God is busy and he doesn't need to fucking like literally we're talking about like admin for the running of the business that was the summer camp and a variety of different like personnel people were either protected behind. It was just bullshit. And I was just like, fuck. Have you never heard of the phrase pray, but row away from the rocks? If God's up there, he's fucking pissed at the lot of you for not making the simplest effort. And there's someone in the chat who has worked with that organization that I worked with and could a hundred percent back me up. This is the good thing about being a Catholic is you've got the idea of original sin. So you're like, I know mm -hmm. God hates me. I know that yeah. I can't do anything. except go to confession, maybe slide a little bit over to, to the big man, to the Pope. Maybe that'll do, but I don't have to pray or anything like that. You know? um, yeah. Here's my question. If you, it's you alone in the, in a room with the Pope, huh. what do you do? I punch him in the face. I walk you up and I punch the, him in the you face. You see this guy at a cafe. How do you open? <laughs> I punch him in the face. I got. I, if I saw like the Pope is like snuck out, it was my first thought as well. It was my first thought as well. I was like, but it was like, like my first thought was like, you punch him, right? Like, am I crazy? I would be like, I would be like, I would walk I up to him and be like, oh, sorry, go, go on, Ashley. No. no, no, go on. I was going to say, I'd walk up really quiet and be like, this, you can tell me. You want to fuck me? <laughs> I know, I know. Come on. You could yeah, but here's the problem: is he be like, yeah, like getting his old <laughs> weird pope body out of that weird pope clothes. You know what I mean? If if it's, I just it's, it's happen to find myself in a room with the pope, I like it's just I just punch him. Hundred percent. If I have time to plan going into this scenario. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm still punching him. I'm saying like either one. Because <laughs> also, also, you're now the most famous person in the world. Whatever happened to John Hastings? He punched the <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He did the yeah. same thing Ed Knight did? Yeah, 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 yeah. They both the Pope throw a dog at him. You would be the guy. You would be the guy that threw a shoe at George Bush times. Oh, times can we talk year. about that? Is Everyone still... loves that guy. Everyone loves that guy. No one doesn't love that guy. Also, I will always remember my <laughs> uncle, who's it was a diplomat, lived around the world. I remember when that happened, and people were like, "If you got that close, why not shoot him?" And he was like, "You clearly do not understand the insult it is to show someone your foot in that part of the world or throw your shoe. Like it is like that is like deeply insulting. Like like just also, like how easy do you think it is to get a gun within twenty feet of George Bush? Super easy to get what even two. You shoes. can get a shoe. You can oh, two. get you can a shoe. Two. Too, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. It's I like I, man. Yeah, is punchable but use them in like bash the bishop. What does bash the bishop mean? I assume I jacking means, off. Yeah, jacking yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> coming in from Baldy. Bash Bruce, the bishop. Throw the shoe, Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, there we go. Great. I would say I had food poisoning watching Austin Powers the other day. You uh, got food poisoning from Austin Powers while I was watching Austin Powers. Yeah, King Geo. I was actually going to bring that up because I thought that was just so i i just i had a lot of feelings about this <laughs> yeah that really fucked me up 
So the best thing the Pope, for podcast listeners, the best Pope thing was the other day he said that not having kids is selfish. Um, he, who is a celibate boy toucher who lives in the Golden Palace, thinks you are selfish. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's like he doesn't have any kids and he, he's not being, well, he is spreading the word of God, so I guess he can't be selfish. Um, but it's also that thing of nobody who works for the church does. And he also said that if you have pets instead of kids, it's selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what? But my problem with this is that part, like this, part of my family was directly affected by pressure from the Catholic Church to have more children. And it, like, I don't want to go into too much private detail about my family, but it's literally connects my family to the Magdalene laundries and to so much trauma and bullshit. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, fuck you. How can you say this in this day and age? Like, how is that still a mindset that you want to perpetrate? You know, it's just. If if I may, I don't want to tread across you here too much, actually, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not from Ireland, but everything, my family included, every single Irish family I know has, uh, trauma directly mm-hmm. connected to Catholic doctrine on on child rearing and having children. It's so yeah. fucked up. Oh um, and and Joel, what really fucks me off about this Pope is when he came in. Remember, everyone was talking about him like he was the woke Pope because the last one was like a double double dip scumbag. And it really fucked me off for ages. Everyone was talking about Pope Francis. He's the sound one. Everyone loves Pope Francis. And I was like, no, shut the fuck up. This guy's as bad as all the other ones. It's, you know the, the diff- you, you know the difference. Much. You know the difference. You know the difference. Why and all that information got out is the Catholic Church hired the marketing team behind Fox News uh, in the wake after the Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code because the Da Vinci Code was one of those big the the Da Vinci Code plus then their reaction to that book. So <laughs> and this is why the world is fucked. So fucking lost them so much power. And like so much membership, more than say the revelation that they were a giant international cabal of kid a crime fuckers. syndicate. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Um, I have but, a, a no- go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Sorry, I, but I was going to say is that whole sort of thing is very much. It's it's um it was an international program. It was one of the things that they eventually had to come out and be like, oh, we've stopped, put an end to it, which was priests were told to keep track of the time after a pregnant woman. And then as soon yeah. as that was done, you started appearing at their door and going, excuse me, we need more soldiers for the army of God. Get pregnant. And in French Canada, it's never been proven, but there were huge withholdings of services and stuff like that. Because these very small, remote French communities, a lot the Canadian government wasn't necessarily helping them. The Quebec government was a horrifically corrupt organization run by a guy who just basically gave you a new fridge every four years in exchange for his vote. And so the Catholic Church was their only means. And if you weren't giving them more kids, they would not help you with, say, things like Mm -hmm. providing food because that was what you needed in the winter and they were able to get it because they're the fucking Catholic Church. The whole thing is super fucked up. What I do say about this current pope is very interesting is I think that that's going to bite them in the ass because a bunch of people went, oh, this guy's not that bad. And he keeps making these weird gaffes that are totally in line with yeah, Catholic he said doctrine. something not too long ago about something else that I actually can't remember, but I just condoms. remember. It was condoms, wasn't it? it was yeah, it was condoms. It was, condoms. It was or contraceptive in general, yes. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and you're just like, you're just progressively making me really, really dislike you. My favorite Pope is the one who exploded. <laughs> That's a cool Pope. 
Um, I, Which I'd one like... exploded? One of them look... exploded. No. John, John, look that up, and I'd like to pick up on something that Ashley said, if that's okay. Um, yes. I didn't know. This is, is this a podcast as well now? Yes. This is going out as a podcast? Yeah. All right, okay. See, I, I wasn't aware of that. And a lot of the things I say on this show are contingent on the fact that I don't think it's going to exist for very long after after we say it. <laughs> so I might have to I might have to give you know I might have to give the episode a pass for stuff like me talking about wanting to fuck the Pope in a room <laughs> before you put that out. You know, I'm sorry, Ed, there is no editing, and I would just like to There's... restate huh? Ed Knight's statement was I want to fuck the Pope. I did is not that say correct? that. No, I didn't say that. I just heard you say it though. Oh my God, I've I. Have you ever? Did you guys ever do the Yes Bar in Glasgow? That gig? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! I, what a weird moment. I was literally. Yeah. I was thinking about the Yes Bar yesterday. Okay. I was. I did a gig. I went up to Glasgow a few years ago, like 2018. I was up there for something completely different, like a family thing. And I met up with Chris and Roscoe, Chris McCarthy, boy, and Roscoe McFarland, two very, very funny comedians, lovely boys. And they were like, "Hey, we'll put you up on a show for the night that you're you're in town." And they got me on the new material at Yes Bar. It's like a Tuesday, and um, and then down downstairs, we're downstairs. And there was uh, two two young boys, like teenagers, in the front row. And while I was on stage, they were writing "fuck the Pope" on, in marker pen on the table. And I said, "What are you writing there?" And they were like, "Fuck the Pope." And they, they started chanting "fuck the Pope." And I was like, "Do you think that's ever going to get back to the Pope? <laughs> why Why are you telling me? <laughs> don't, don't interrupt my comedy show. Do you think that? Do you think all the fucking cardinals are being like, Frankie? It's happened again." I think that it would hurt him. I don't think it's getting back to him, but I guarantee they'd be like... Oh. There's one thing that fucks me off more than the Pope is unionists. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> when you say unionists, that I mean, means I'm so many different sure things. In what context are you using unionists? These were, these, were, these, we, these were people in Glasgow chanting fuck the Pope in like a... Oh, in I get like, oh, it. In, in a sectarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like they're a UDA kind of way. They were, gotcha. they were, they were also so saying, just to be clear, just to be clear, uh, for everyone at home listening on the podcast, uh, and this is coming in from Baldy3, uh, Ed is talking about trade unionists. No, I'm not talking actually, about trade you know, unionists. I mean, See, I think that someone who's the covered Pope, up, no. it might not get back to the Pope, but you might piss off some people in glasgow <laughs> yeah you're gonna piss so off playing both yeah. sides a good idea <laughs> yeah, yeah there were like... rangers fans just use the terms it's easier coming in from boomstickery just use the footy teams yeah rangers fans i just can't i i can't stand it's, it's so stupid i just i just can't stand them sorry i will sorry, also guys. say this about glasgow you're gonna die now thing i don't fucking I care there. they can suck my I, will, I was once on a flight to rotterdam and there was a bunch of rangers fans singing we're up to our knees in uh, Fenian blood. It was horrible, horrible bunch oh, of God. I don't know why. Oh, I did wake up one day to an orange march outside, and I was just like, mm, um, maybe I've I'll been stay in the inside today. When it was around, horrible, absolutely horrible stuff. Why were you in yeah. the orange march? I wasn't Edward. doing the orange march. The way you sounded, like, I got to tell you, disappearance in your show. We're learning a lot about you. You're. I was in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. Fuck the Pope, and you're an orangeman, which is, I got to tell was, you, I was in a I was, very conflicted <laughs> perspective. I was in I was in Glasgow the day of the orange march, and it was really. Really annoying it was like the most um the most curb your enthusiasm my life has ever got because i needed to get from one side of the street to the other i've absolutely been in this situation as and well. i was like what do i do what do i do do i just chant along for like for, for 100 minutes <laughs> while i get across the street what do i do take off, my little, do? Oh my take off my little clatter ring when i do it 
Um, <laughs> I was there. I was there for something. I remember I was on Saki Hall Street, and I was walking down. It wasn't an Orange March, but it was some other weird, fucking sectarian bullshit nonsense thing. Uh, and a bunch of guys were starting to start <laughs> shit. And then I just I said something, and they all kind of backed up because I think they were all like, clearly they heard my accent. And it is a thing Scottish people do that English people don't do is they go, oh, it's not his fight. Moving along, little they know. It is my fight. I think they're both fucking idiots. Uh, coming in from uh, Baldy That's Three, Ed's new, Ed's new nickname, Ed Templar Knight. Ed <laughs> Templar Knight. Um, uh, coming in from Selk 104. Oh, do you uh, do you lot hear about the incident where a guy tried to be removed from the church because technically um, uh, they, they own, own your mortal soul. soul and he wanted it back, but they were getting so many requests they were rejecting them. So we went to the European courts because technically they can't keep your data due to GP, GDPR lines. <laughs> they have to return it to you if you request it. So he's suing the church for not returning his soul. That is such a good troll. Yeah. Oh, I love That's that so much. Should we good. all do it? Yes, we all should. Down the church, sue them for our mortal souls. I, does the soul count as data under GDPR laws? I think That's it does. That's your, per That's your personal information. I if my you soul can prove it does, it does. Yeah. Oh, that's such a fucking that's um, excellent! What a waste I, of resources for yeah, them. <laughs> no, I love that shit. So, I reckon you could take the church down if you got enough people to do that. It's Absolutely. in the main way. Uh, a friend of mine once proposed one of the greatest protests. Uh, if you really want to fuck people off and get them, like, really fuck off an issue, is it's not shut down a road. Is get in a city, like, just pick a city somewhere. And just get 20, 30 cars on all the highways at about nine o'clock, not to stop, but get them to all line up in front of traffic and go at a consistent speed so that traffic is not stopped. It's just so irritating to get on the highway. <laughs> Problems are solved because it's that thing of yeah. the cops can't intercede. Why are you, if you, and it's again, why are you doing this? There's a problem with my car. Okay, pull up the next guy. There's a problem with my car. A minute there, if you arrest them, you go, there was a problem with my car. Like, it's one of those things where you just build up the prank. I've always maintained if I was in charge of Occupy Wall Street, it still would have been destroyed by corporations. But we would have really irritated the NYPD. Like, it would, they would have been like, fucking, that's a no, like, by, like, learn all of the officers' first names. Hello, Bill. Bill, I'm not, like, just, it's, what? It's officer, is it? I'm saying your first name. I'm saying it respectfully. Like, that's. You want to fucking go after evil? You go after that. Like, for example, apparently Trump is very angry because he can only give interviews at Mar-a-Lago because he can't really leave. But for four years, they couldn't. you couldn't fly planes over Mar-a-Lago, even though it's in the middle of, like, eight airports. And now all they're doing is just flying airports over Mar-a-Lago, and it's apparently driving him up the wall. And I'm just like, all right, where's the GoFundMe for us all to pay for just 200 private planes one day to just be flying all like that's the shit i want to see you know what it i mean so good if we could make it so that in every like i don't know how it is in in ireland but like every british and every european catholic church they have to ask you about your cookie preferences before you go in every time you have to be like how much of your data are you happy for christ to have Mm -hmm. Sorry, we have we got lost now since so all the lawsuits. Yeah, how much of your soul are you willing to give us? Um, did, you, did you hear about Trump got an honorary black belt in some martial art? Of course, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, the, sorry, the, what's 
Yeah. What's the, the point of an honorary black belt? The, the video is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I guess it's like an honorary doctorate, but some like martial arts franchise. Yeah, but an honorary guy. doctorate kind of. No, it doesn't. It, 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 no, it doesn't mean anything, but it's it's also kind of like it's not going to impact you that much. And and. Honorary black belt implies that you could protect yourself. Well, I, actually, I think an honorary black belt is makes probably more sense than an honorary doctorate. I don't know. I about, am with Ed on this one, actually. Yeah, I, I don't. I could probably, you. if I got given an honorary black belt, I reckon I could make a better. I could make a better stab at knocking someone I, out. I with karate shop, agree with I could you. make yeah. a stab at curing cancer with like, exactly. Yeah, honorary <laughs> doctors usually go to people who have achieved something resembling a doc. I got like something you. resembling uh, yeah, a piece being of Being the work. president doesn't equal like being a black belt. You're right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, I, me I both, agree by with the Ashley. way. He should have got an honorary doctorate instead. Yeah. Um, by the way, honorary doctorate. Conan <laughs> O'Brien has an honorary doctorate. That doesn't mean it's if someone English. says in what in what I'm sorry in what English they just give it to him in English. It's, it's I, I know right. this. My mom. My mom's a professor, so like it's one of those things where. I, went, I remember going to her graduation, and this was one of the coldest things. They were giving like a longtime staff member of the university an honorary degree, but they gave him an honorary master's, not an honorary doctorate. And I was always like, that's a fuck you. That's such a fuck you. Do you know what I really, I, you know what I always thought if you were studying for your real doctorate and you're up at the ceremony, and they're also like, Ed, you're 100% right, because I was there watching yeah. my mom, who'd struggled for years to get her PhD and yeah. got it, fucking nailed it, like, really, and like, and I'm like, and this fuck just fucking also hung out of it, a, gets a fucking degree? Fuck you, old man. Also, yeah, also getting a PhD today is fucking Jimmy Kimmel yeah. for services to entertain. Imagine you'd be like, this whole time, I could have just gone to Hollywood, done coke for 20 years. Got paid a thousand million bucks and come back here and done the same thing. That must fuck you off so much. Yeah, I gotta tell. I'm you not saying I, that Jimmy Kimmel does coke. I don't know. I don't think he does. I'm not I a legend there. As I understand it, Jimmy Kimmel is just a very nice man with a TV show. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, so much. I, just, I by the way, I worked with his former partner from the Man Show recently, Adam Carolla. Oh yeah. Let me say this about Adam Carolla: very nice in the green room, and it, it was me and other comedians I won't mention. But we all were like, but we know chat, what this chat, is. Private chat. You don't know her. Like, it's this. I mean, this person, they actually, this person was very funny because this person also works for. I'm, I'm not going to get into it because it will reveal who the person is. Anyway, um, they were sitting there and, like, super nice guy. And he walks on and, like, and he's a, he's a, and, Against the lockdowns, bit of a fucking Trumpy guy, uh, goes on yeah. Tucker Carlson and did a stand-up comedy tour with Bill O'Reilly. So I was like, let's Sick. wait for it. And then oh out, he literally just did, he did a really interesting story about going through TSA with a flask, which I was like, that's a really well-written story. And then he ended up being like, it was another lonely journey. And then I, it was a segue like this. You know how, who else is lonely? Those bitches demanding to be paid the same as men. If you want the money, slots... Work harder, and that was his next bit. And I was like, "Wow, hard pivot, Adam. Hard pivot. Read the read the planet, my my guy." Uh, and by the way, uh, giants. <laughs> Most of the planet will be in support of that. Most of the planet will still be in support of that. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Like I, it's you. Like, listen, I love living in America, but it's still that element is there. Like outside, direct. If you're driving south in L.A. The next county you go through is Orange County, which is one of the hotbeds of white supremacy 
in America. Do you know how white supremacist in this country you have to be for them to refer to it as a hotbed? Like, like QAnon flags. Like I'm talking like these people, I was in, uh, that was, that show was in Orange County. Like I walked in being like, okay, interesting. This is going to be wild. And then the late show, by the way, all not white people, so much more fun, so much more lively. But I would have liked to see Adam Carolla say, women don't deserve to get paid the same in that room. Cause I guarantee they would have fucking stabbed him in the face with a cocktail. Uh, I remember seeing something like that at a gig Go once. On. And private chat, name names. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh, we, oh, you know what? But that that organization does like a couple of the like couple of the spicy ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they they like a couple of acts that will definitely drop a, a hard P. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. this gig was supposed to be an all-female liner. Oh no 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 no! But somebody, someone, get us napkins. We're spilling the tea. I could get in so much trouble for this. Um. So it was supposed to be an all-female gig, but somebody double booked someone. Um, so a male comic was just, accidentally. I just, I just want to say this. Thank you, Fire Gal. I was just in Orange County. Can confirm. Thank you, Fire hey, Gal. Fire Gal. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> so, um, but this person ended up being booked and like turning up and being like, "Hey, I'm here." And then they were like, "Oh shit, you we didn't know you were on." Okay. Um, and before she writes the name, before she writes the name, yeah. do you have a name in your head as who you're hoping it for? Because I mine. I'm really hoping it's Brother like I, I, no, I'm Brother. gonna just say I'll just say the names I'm hoping for because it'd okay, be fine, so much fun. Fine. Like yeah, I'm fine. hoping it's Sean Collins. It's <laughs> fucking oh, who's that guy who also now teaches snooker? Who's that uh, Canadian guy? There was a Canadian Craig guy. Campbell. Yeah, Craig Campbell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, so I felt to neither felt of them. <laughs> oh damn it! I went okay, a bit of a I, Craig Campbell I'm rant a couple of days ago. This guy. Yeah, who is it? Who was it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And so I'm going to also give you the rest of the lineup. So this person was hosting and then it what? was What? No, you don't make That's so No, what's amazing about this though is like with that when like if that individual shows up, I'm just going, "Listen, I think you're great." You, no, we'll pay you. Just go. <laughs> um, and then that? these two other people were on the lineup, and there was another person, maybe another two people that I actually can't remember, but these were two of the others on the lineup as well. I mean, hard was, shift. I would yeah. love, by the yeah. way, those last three you put in, love to see a gig with them. Love, love that. Yeah. I, I got yeah. news for you. I'll go see. Oh. <laughs> you, you did it. You prick. I did it. I did it. Now you're going to have to edit the podcast. Now you have I'm to edit, edit the podcast. I mean, we might actually have to edit that one. Yes. Big W for Ed Knight. <laughs> Big W for me. Maybe we just don't the put this one out. I didn't put the, use the person's last name. Well, no, we might we as well didn't. say it now if it's just for the street. No, because oh, actually, no, there's, no. there's probably somebody else that they could think it is. Yeah, there's a bunch oh, yeah. of people. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of Scots in Scottish comedy. 
Oh my yeah, god, yes, yes. Oh my god, everyone's gonna think this then. That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. Oh, it's you not said the obvious like, person. Oh oh I'm gonna god. just say that to the the anybody oh that's listening. It is not the obvious person. Everybody, everybody's gonna think it's them because when you say Scott, yeah. a man, Scottish gig. That's what everybody's. We didn't say Scottish gig, you fucking asshole. We didn't say Ashley gigs, though. You you live in Scotland. Yeah, but I never said that. Stop helping them. All right, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. No, 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 no. I'm not cutting that. By the way, I'll be replacing the name I accidentally dropped by with Ed Ed Knight's N I N number. Yes. My national insurance number. Number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Easy, easy. <laughs> what it was, Baldy said. I can't see the chat. What's he said? Um, um, I'm, no, we're no. not. You can go into the comments. Yeah, go into hey, the you comments. can go look at the comments. I'm going to look at the comments. So, yeah. Also, because um, you guys tried to cover it, they're like, it's not the hardest <laughs> thing to guess. I know. Anyway, anyway, I may as well finish the story now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this person has a bit where he basically tries to say women aren't funny but it's meant to be like it's it's meant to be kind of ironic or something i don't know yeah and i've seen him do the bit before and i've enjoyed it but on this particular show it was bad it was really really bad uh to the point where the rest of the acts took pictures of the lineup and like did all the social media posts but they cut him out of the bill Fuck yeah. <laughs> and it was just it was just one of those things where you were watching it and watching all of the all of the acts just go fuck this guy. It was it was just that. poor taste. It didn't go down well at all. It was Would really you, you just funny. sometimes you're like are, are you and me living on a different planet because yeah. this is But he committed I, to the bit. He did not try and move on from it he did the whole thing to a pretty like pretty much a death stare from the I, room. I i did um <clears throat> i did a gig once in a european country that will remain unnamed a central western european country belgium huh so you're in brussels are you doing it with that guy that had all the nazi books in his mom's getting, house getting warmer Getting warm. Anyway, so it's one of those gigs where, you know, they, they ship out, like, British or American or Australian or Canadian comics to do the shows. One of those, right? One of those English gigs. And it was me and Alfie Brown and another guy. I knew exactly, where, I knew exactly where you are now. I know, yeah, I know exactly where you are. Anyway, you were in. No, it was me and Alfie. No, because it's really easy to narrow down. Um, it was me and Alfie Brown. And... Um, and I, I can't remember his name. This so bad, but a nice guy. I never met him before, but he gigs over here. Um, anyway, and they had a local act, like an open spot, comparing all the shows, and uh, it was mind blowing. It was like going to watching comedy in this country in the nineteen fifties. At like, oh, that sounds was, really good. It oh, it was so. It was it, like before the shows, he was like the most humble, softly spoken guy. He was like. You know, I'm just so I feel so lucky to be, you know, here gigging with you guys, being on the same show, and we're like, hey, you know, take take it easy, you know, with the sycophant stuff, take it easy. But then we go up and do the show, and I've never heard more objectionable stuff come out of a human mouth. And he, but it wasn't like it was. It bombed so hard every time. MCing like all the shows were they sucked because he was MCing, and he just fucking tanked so hard. 
doing the most extreme, like, it was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how have you ever thought this was a good idea to set on stage? Buddy, how? come to America. We will go and see some shit. There are so many comedians that have jumped on board of Brian Bragan that's so crazy. Like, there was this guy. What's this guy? There's this. Oh, there's a bunch of them. There's also all these gurus. These, all these, um, like, oh, like spiritual gurus, but not like, you know, like, oh, what's the word? I can't, it's, um, new age. All these new agey guru people mm. or stand ups that are becoming new age people. Like, it's so wild. The and you would never guess. Stand ups are the new philosophers, that kind of thing. Oh, fuck. I hate that shit, man. I just, if anyone ever, well, you're warriors for free speech. No, those would be lawyers are the warriors for free speech. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a asshole who talks about his butt. I'm a guy that just, uh, you know, I just want to, I want to hang out. I want to work from 8 p.m. every night and hang yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I um, did just write down a timestamp of <laughs> all of that. <laughs> great. Fantastic stuff. Thanks, Ashley. A really uh, why? Oh, because I I got the timestamp for editing out. Mm -mm 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 -mm. <laughs> yes, that, um, that's what I meant. The thing I said, the identifying thing I said, that can go. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I'm just I'm just cutting the name. Everything else is staying in. Okay. <laughs> Unless do you have the full timestamp from beginning to end of when we did it? Do you have it? Oh no, I just I said roughly an hour in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it, good enough. I can listen to ten minutes. You'll be able to, yeah, skim through it. And yeah, it's 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 around one oh six to one oh nine. Hey, favor to you guys. I'll edit the episode. How's that? I don't I don't have faith For in a, you, Ed. A nominal fee. How much? Uh, ten pounds an hour. Are you still <laughs> no? The answer is no. Uh, Am I still what? I said, uh, are you still streaming at all, or have you, no. like everyone else, abandoned it? No, I haven't been doing it the last uh, couple months because of, um, you know, like uh, stuff going on. So I haven't been doing it as much. Hoping to get back to it, though. Now that uh, gigs are shut down again for they Caramba. Yes. Yeah. Are much. you gigging at all? Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm being careful because I don't want to, you know, like, I want to be careful because I live with people that are sort of high risk and all that stuff. But I, I was doing some. And then sort of around December, I stopped doing them. Uh uh, and all the ones that I did have in my diary have been cancelled. So, yeah, yeah who is still going? The store seems like they're still putting on gigs. The Glee is still doing it. Well, I mean, even I looked up the, the the I looked up one of the Glees the other day, and so much of it was just like cancel, 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 cancel. Yeah, like it was one of those. I got that was I had to pull a bunch of gigs and run away from the UK after before Christmas, mm -hmm. and that was so much a part of it. Was just like it was basically like I don't know if they by the if, what am I going to stay here to wait for them to cancel and then I can't get home, or yeah, I'll just cancel but, and go and that's what I did. Well, it's well, it's like the start of COVID, right? Not only is some stuff getting cut wholesale, but a lot of the gigs run on such slim margins that if like half the audience are fucking pulling out or canceling the tickets. And it's not worth doing it anyway because they can't afford to run it. Well, this you know is I mean? the thing. I completely At least that's but my experience with some of them. Yeah. I still do think that the fringe and all that is going to go ahead. It's just this is a sure. Omicron hiccup. And then we're because if you look, Spain and the European Union is moving to declare COVID an endemic like they're they're going. This is oh, and by the way, Pegasus comedy <coughs> that is. Every Monday at the Rosen Crown in Kensingtown, seven thirty. Oh, really? Okay, good. Yeah, Rosen uh, Crown, nice, nice, nice pub, nice venue. It is very nice. Is the Rosen Crown the former Torianos in Kensington, Kentish Town, one of the better pubs in that area? 
And I also, think, no, I think Torianos and Richard can correct me. But I remember doing Torianos, and I think I did. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. Calling me wrong there. That's did crazy. you used to do TNT at Torianos? That crazy open mic? I did do TNT. I think. Oh my god, that open mic was so fun. I remember talking. That was the first time I ever met someone who had just gotten out of prison. That guy who was a Millwall <laughs> supporter who uh, who did two years in jail for. Uh, a bunch of Millwall fans attacked a guy and he was laying in the middle of the street recovering from his injuries. And then, oh, what the fuck is this comedian's name? I can't remember. Did, did he do a lot of uh, material about like doing coke? He, he was like a big, oh, God damn it. What do you look like? What do you look like? I think I know who you're talking about. What do you look like? Bald guy, blondish, weird hair, like had like a short, very Englishy working, like, like something like his name was like, like, Al. Like Al or Al Sminton. I can't. What do you think his name was? I'm typing it in the chat. Good, 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 good. In the private chat or the actual chat? The private chat. Private. Yes, it was. That's exactly what it fucking was. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Uh, and I remember talking to that guy and I was like, oh, do you gig a lot? And he was like, oh, no, he was about to go. He just got out. Of, either he was about to go in or about to go out because I was like, do you gig a lot? And he was, and that, I think he just came out. And he's like, ah, oh, no. I was in jail for the last year because I stomped a guy's head after a football game. And I was just like, at least he's honest. Oh, at least he's honest. The London right. Open Mics circuit is such a magical place. You, oh, you my God. The London, I don't know what it's like now, but it used to be. I remember Chris Betts spent years refusing to go and get, and do, get into the clubs because he's like, I'm not ready. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, like he, and I was like, those gigs are harder than the gigs that happen on the weekends because it's yeah. – it's not just you and dangerous tea above the fucking pub at the tr room of the tr Betsy Trotwood. Fucking, uh, this is the thing. Like, the, the, the London Open Mic Suck is good for really one thing. It sucks. Like, <laughs> no, I love, I love, made a lot of my closest friends on the London Open Mic Suck, but it's so good for comedy aspiration because it makes you want to get off it as soon as fucking possible. Mm -hmm. Everyone I know that is on that circuit is so hungry looking for open spots or weekend gigs and clubs and stuff. I remember being like, I remember doing my first Jongler's 10 and being like, this is, Aww. now I've made it. This is a cakewalk. I once, I once did a gig for, for an open mic promoter's birthday where the first half was a gig and the second half was a roast of the guy. Um, <laughs> and the first half, the gig. Hey. We got a raid. Mario Lane has just raided. Oh, hey, oh, oh, thanks, Mario Lane. Crew. Welcome in. Here's a raid video. Welcome to the Untitled Extreme with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. And did not even. Ed the production know values on this show have gone. The production values on this show have gone pretty crazy since the last time I was on. Yeah. Well, Peter, <laughs> the subscription. Um, Jay Are you fucking sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends as well now? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I love that. It's why did it's you, wild. David Hoare, we have to thank for that music. Yeah, um, oh, was that David? That was cool. Yeah. Was why didn't mm -hmm. you dance, Ed? Um, well, I didn't seem like I was on camera. I didn't know I was meant to dance. You just dance for yourself. Oh, this is oh, John. Yeah, no, I don't we can that. see them. They can't see us. <laughs> oh, they can't. He can't see us. Oh, that's no. why. Never mind. <laughs> um, um, wow. Mary Lane, welcome in. How was story time? <clears throat> uh, uh, what were we talking about? 
talk about the, just the London open mic. Oh yeah, oh the God, open mic scene. I I haven't yeah. gigged in London yet. It's and it's, oh, you've got to come down. It's great. There, so I'm I'm coming down in June, and I need to start oh. booking gigs in. <laughs> oh uh, yes, like if you if you want to know places, I will message you. Um, um, this this one I did was like. It was a roast for the promoter, and then the first off was the gig. promoter. Who was the promoter? What was the gig? The gig was uh, the the gig. Well, I think this is the gig was um, the, at the uh, the hideaway in Tufnell Park. Oh, it was just the yeah. open mic they had, yeah, 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 and it was yeah, like yeah. the only. It was the only. I'd, I'd done like five gigs, and they'd all, like all been there. So everybody, it was just the regulars there. Everyone there had already seen my five. So I went up first for the comedy bit bombed because everyone had seen it dangerous t then came and did 10 about okay. my five minutes bombing and then andrew o'neill did a half hour preview never having played this club or heard of me or dangerous t or the guy before so confused it was great what a shot um and then there was a roast and then a comedy roast was it run by what's his face the, this guy the guy the... um private chat that's the name yeah 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 <laughs> The old, that guy is the only the reason why I didn't say his name so I could tell the story. He's the only guy I've ever met who uh, told me, uh, i got to stop drinking. Uh, every woman I speak to says I'm horrible when I'm drunk. And I was like, every cool. woman you speak to? Why are you talking to so many women when you're drunk? Um, yeah, I, I, I saw a, well, I, uh, there was a guy once pissed. Also, if they're a, saying it to you, yeah, it's bad. It's really <laughs> bad if they're saying it to your face. I, there was a guy once in the audience pissed into a pint glass during the show it was a real fucking pigsty that show this is oh not God. the first time i've heard somebody say this gareth war said that this happened to to in the stand like this weekend fucking hell <laughs> yeah i'm not surprised uh um, if you oh coming in from richard wright it feels nice to know who this is for once <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah richard i mean that was around the time i met richard probably for the first time doing all those gigs at torianos and like and the 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 George the Fourth in Chiswick, that was the most glammy open mic that I remember. It was a big room, they had chandeliers and stuff. That was way cool. Oh my god, I'm now just thinking of crazy London open mic stories. There's so many good ones. There was the there was a there was like a bunch because there was also the time where they kept trying to do roasts. Like there was a roast that ended like one of the people that was in my open micer class, there was a roast of that person put on, and everyone went way too hard. Oh, I wish Chris was here because I think Chris was there. It went there, and that person ended up stopping doing comedy for years. <laughs> oh no! Like it destroyed oh, them. They, like, I ran into them recently, and they That's were hard. like, like literally, like had redone their entire life, and they looked gorgeous. <laughs> oh, good for them. That's good. Yeah, like it was like it was like that was the best thing that ever happened to you, didn't yeah. it? Wild and stuff. Comedy is the best thing you can do for your. I'm not one of those people. I don't think that that's true at all. I am way healthier in comedy. I'm it's still on that line. <laughs> stand up, but what it is is so a there is a giant amount of like self decided tribalism to stand up comedy that I yes. fucking fucking hate. I don't want to so be bad. in your gang. I'm not in. We got to stand up for no. Go ahead. I think I'll be fine. I think I have done relatively well for the level that I'm at. I think I've done relatively well at staying clear of that. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm not uh, sure, but I I don't really get sucked into the this is the way comedy works and you have oh, to do it this way so thing. 
I, I, I largely find um, it's a sort of a, retro, a retroactive justification of the way somebody mm-hmm. did it personally in order to give it some grander meaning than there is. Because honestly, the way comedy yeah. works is so arbitrary. There are no rules. You can be going for two weeks and then like, you know, and then become super famous. You can be going on for 20 years and nobody knows who you are. There's no one way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. and if anyone says this is the way, I've always found that it's the way they did it. And they're trying to be like, yeah, it's the way I did it. So it must be, it must have some meaning, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, so that's many, a... especially in Ireland, so many people were like, "You have to do those kind of little, you know, country pub gigs." There, you know, how you earn your stripes and stuff. And I'm just like, they fucking hate me out there. They hate me. That's why I got into it because I like doing it. Why am I going to make myself yeah. not like? I'm not going to do that. So I don't do those gigs that people are like, "Oh, you'll learn from it," or you have to do the. You have to. Su-. Somebody in Ireland said to me, "You have to suffer in the dark," and I'm just like. Oh fuck! No, don't. no, I don't. No, don't. And I'm now doing much better than that person. So you also, fuck you, you also, ha- I think you have to be good, like fairly well off to be able <laughs> I'm to I'm gonna say his name. Suffer <laughs> private chat, private chat, private chat, private chat. Yeah. To be able to suffer in the oh, dark, you have to be fairly well off anyway. Although I have done a handful of like country pub gigs in like the fucking arse end of nowhere in in England that have been very occasionally fun for like one reason or another like there was one where i was on with like a handful of comics who uh, were then to go on of like my sort of time starting out who would then go on to be very big and very prolific very famous and amazing stand-ups and we were all on the bill and the head the you headliner can, you can name those people's names because that you're speaking positively about i them. i can't remember who it was but i remember it's definitely people who it's not like people it, weren't, it wasn't like an open mic we were all doing spots on like a club show it was for a promoter and and it was just people who were really good at it but then the headliner was a like a boy from the local village called like spooky wayne doing close oh, up magic fuck yeah <laughs> and the pub but the whole of my set the whole of my set i was speaking to a guy with false teeth in the audience who 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 i asked him his name and he was like my name's uncle len and i was like no but what's your name and he was like just call me uncle len and i asked everyone else in the pub and they were like just call him uncle len and then while I was on stage, he walked up onto the stage and got a joint out of his pocket. And he was like, I want you to smoke this for Uncle Len when you leave the show. And I was like, thanks. Thanks, Uncle Len. But with all, with oh all due respect, days. I'm not going to smoke this at the train station. Yeah, um, fuck off, Uncle Len, you crazy. fucking weirdo. I don't fucking want to be your friend at all. But it's not like even... it was a terrible gig. I got paid. It was just fucking weird, you know? That's great. Even if you do these gigs and they're not that bad, something bad always comes of them. Like, I did a gig that was in Kinsale for a Kinsale Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. And everything about this gig should have been the worst thing you've ever experienced, but it was actually kind of all right. Like it was really weird. Cause we were in this pub that had this, we we're doing it in this outdoor bit of a pub and we were stood next to literally a well, <laughs> like <laughs> a well that the, a pub had been built around. <laughs> and so it was just this God. bizarre, it wasn't a stage, it was just you're standing on a slightly higher piece of a rock next to a well. And this gig was so weird. And But it kind of went okay. But to this day, the guy that runs ran that gig randomly will message me and it's always creepy and it's always weird. There was a few times where he was just sending me a link to tickets to shows he was doing but the show, the one man kind of, it wasn't a comedy show, but it was meant to be like a comedy monologue show where it was called the penis soliloquies. 
Oh, that's he what, kept that's sending me a link to, to that. Wait, wait, was it so was it like disgusting. a was it like a really smart takeoff of the vagina? I never saw it. Lungs? I did not go to see that. It's one of those shows that you see. How, oh, could you? like one man, the Godfather, and you're like, that's what, yeah. What, what are you doing? It's ridiculous, but those, like. Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, I, I, can I, <laughs> go can on. I just say about those shows, the one man blank? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't, I don't, they're, they're always at the Ember Festival. I, anytime you're at it, thank you so much for following a Fluffy Yaden. Thank you so much. I love you. Where's the thing? There's the, thank you. Um, I was at the Ember Festival and the guy who did the one man, I don't know what it is, breaking lord of the thrones um just his show was emptying out and he like something like it clearly hadn't gone well and the person in like vaguely army garb i think it was like a one man saving private Ryan. it was army garb anyway come out one of the audience members walked by and went and just pointed him and went you're a cunt and then just kept walking and to this day i'm like what happened in the one man brand band of brothers <laughs> That wow, resulted yeah. in, in someone being like, you're a cunt. That is, I mean, I guarantee That's if a typical Edinburgh audience, it's definitely if, a fringe show. If dark side of the poon is a fringe show, then the penis soliloquies is a fringe show. By the way, if you don't it, know what dark side of the poon is, a fringe show. look it up. I don't want to look it up. <laughs> you talked about the Kinsale festival or whatever. Uh-huh. The best, the best horrible gigs are always like those regional festivals it's like if you do comedy sometimes you get booked to do like latitude longitude like glastonbury or whatever but then there's like yeah. the, then there's like the the, the you i know, did the... the charlie chaplin comedy film festival yes! in waterville yeah, <laughs> in yeah, it's, really it's like the the, the fucking the wexford that Jam gig festival. do you know what there's so many bizarre things about this gig right Least of which is that I in in County Kerry, yes, in Waterville, <laughs> County Kerry, which is fucking so far away, so far away from everything that that exists. We get down there, right, and they're putting us up in accommodation and everything. It's going to be pretty good fun. There's a nice crew of us that went down, so that was nice. But we <laughs> we went to where we were supposed to be performing. They had put up this tiny. And I mean, really tiny little marquee next to the main festival tent, where at the same time as our gig, Hermitage Green was going to be performing (laughs) a tent away. So we get into our little tiny little marquee tent. No equipment. There is grass. There is a tent. We then have to source a microphone and speakers and chairs. It is pissing rain. It's pissing rain. They have put posters up to advertise the gig, at least. Those posters have been made with the most, like, 2001 technology. It's clip art. They have gotten blurry photos of us and put them on the poster. And they've, like, typed in Comic Sans comedy show in whatever the tent was at least they had comic in the font you know what i mean (laughs) yeah um it was like it's the only time i have ever gone i need to have a drink before i go on stage (laughs) i've never drank before i go on stage i got very drunk 
and it was so car crash. We we kind of half flyered to get some people in, but everybody was going into the music gig, and <laughs> we did the gig to about six people that came in, and we just decided, you know what, this is going to be terrible. We're going to have fun. It ended up being quite fun. I don't think the audience would agree. But one man came up to us all at the end and he had gone outside the tent and gotten the poster and he brought it back in. He was like, I kind of want you guys to all sign this for me. So he got all of our autographs and he was just like, there was something brilliantly car crash about that. <laughs> that's sick. I Thank that's good, really. you. Like, it does not matter. Normally I don't do it on principle, but the gigs where it's like, it does not matter if I go on stage absolutely tanked for this show. No. I'm not I didn't do that for this this, this one, but I for two years in a row I emceed a stage at the um at the Alexandra Palace Fireworks Festival. They had it on <laughs> November the fifth, right? And so I went up there and it was like it was good money. They asked me to do it. I was like, okay like fine but the first year they they hired a promoter who was like kind of tangential to comedy as so they knew me and they, it was like a man that brought me in and then um uh it was okay it was absolutely fine and then the next year they brought me down they completely gutted the place and got new staff and new management and they were like oh we found your name on like a bit of paper from last year we thought we'd get you down to come do the stage again i was like oh well thank you very much and i turned up and they were like by the way you know it has to be family friendly because you're mc in the kids tent and i was like well, I just don't, it's fine. I just won't do any material. It's fine. And they were like, no, we were thinking you could do like 20, 30 minutes between all the acts. And I was like, you want me to do 20 minutes of stand-up comedy for children on two minutes notice between all the acts? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, well, I can't do that. I just can't do that. Yeah. I went, I went up on stage the first time, um, got booed for telling all the children that Guy Fawkes was a martyr. And, uh, and got told... <laughs> Got told off by the band. Got told off by the band because I got their name wrong. Because they changed their name <laughs> two days before the show. Didn't tell anyone. So on the call sheet. But they, it was like, it was, they, they were like dressed up as Disney characters doing Disney songs for children. I was like, it's not like I've fucking, I've got the, the, the Who confused with the Beatles here. Who cares? It was the <laughs> most horrible four hours of my life. Four cold. hours. Did you do it? Yeah, no, you yeah, of course I did it. I was, yeah. in the, I was in the hospitality tent, like eating a bowl of cold rice that they laid on for all the people that were performing across the whole festival. Someone dressed as an elf from like a traveling, <laughs> like the performing thing, walks in the tent, slips, like cracks their hip as I'm eating my rice. They have to get like paramedics into the tent. It was the most crazy experience of my life. It was. It was That's bonkers. wild. That I, is wild. I many times have been in situations that Ed is describing where they just make up a bunch of stuff you have to do. Mm -hmm. And how you know you've uh, you've reached your point in comedy, and this was shown to me by Jimmy McGee, is you look them in the face and go, no, go get another act. We're not doing that. And then this is, they always go, well, that's what I thought. And you go, no, you can't do it. I literally <laughs> had a music festival, and they went, so you'll do an hour, um, and then the next act will come on, and they'll do like 15 minutes. And I went, why? And well, the other act is running late. And then I went, well, then we're going to wait until they start. And they went, well, we can't wait. And I was like, well, why not? And they were like, well, because we told people it's going to start at this time. And I said, so we're going to use our microphone and tell them the show is going to be late because we're missing an act. And then that person went and got the person running the festival and said, I was dictating orders. And I then explained everything to them. And in, it was so good. The person turned to the person and went, uh, how long have you been doing this job? <laughs> 
and they went, this is my second day. And then pointed at me and went, how long have you been doing your job? And I went, I've been a comedian for 10 years. And they went, if he may know how to do this better than you, just listen to him. This will help you throughout the weekend. Just do that. And, and then the person went, okay. They left and they went, I still think we should do it my way. And I went, okay. And I walked on stage. I did 10 minutes and I went, our next act isn't here. When they arrive, I'll come back on. And I walked off stage and I went, so now what do you want to do? <laughs> See, that's nice. powerful. That I is such a power move. Even better, went to the same festival the next year. They were working the tent and they said, are we going to have any trouble like we did last year? And I said, I don't know. Let's find out. And they told me I had to do an hour. And I said, I don't think I have to do that. And they went, what are you going to do? And I just went, well, listen up, person running the comedy tenant, Kendall Calling. This time, I remembered to print out the sheet. So I called the head office and went, the person running the comedy tent wants me to do an hour. And they went, oh no, why? And then they showed up and moved that person to a different tent. It That's was so great. That Excellent. Felt, so that felt... um. That the festival that I did, the fireworks festival, it felt so good because it was genuinely like like five minutes before showtime, and I was like, "Well, you're not going to go and get someone else now." And this was nowhere yeah. in writing before this, so I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to go up and do ten, ten minutes max, and then you can have one of the bands for children, a couple of bands for kids. Who cares? Like, I'm not going to do an hour of kid friendly material on this short notice. That's bonkers. I did I did one time where where fucking I I I think I I did a comedy festival in Kendall, and I took the train all the way there. It was and probably. The I found chemical. out when I got there they had been cancelled. So bad. I've had it before. When I was a younger comedian, I was doing like a uni gig. I can't remember which one it was. It was like a few promoters that would do loads of uni gigs. I was doing one. I was on stage, <laughs> and the promoter leant round and was like, "The headliner's running late. Can you just fill? I'll give you a light when when we're ready for you to come off." I ended up doing fifty minutes instead of twenty. And I missed the last train back from Coventry. Shit. I was just stranded there for a night. It was so fucked up. I wish I'd known I could just say, no, I'm going to leave it my time. And you yeah. can deal with it. It's also, uh, oh my God, the amount of those I've been in. It's a nightmare. But you know what's not a nightmare? The fact that this show is ending at a reasonable time because I have to run and do something and I need to do some. Ed, editing. Ed, Ed, what would I you like to a, plug? A podcast draft I have to listen to. All right, so here's what I have to plug. Uh, I eventually I'll be back streaming, so go follow me. But uh, if you've if got access to a BBC iPlayer this Saturday, Sunday, a series called uh, Zen Motoring is going to be coming out on BBC Three. I'm in that. I'm in episode four, so go and check that out. And I'm going to be in the stand-up sketch show, which is <gasps> upcoming on uh, on ITV Two. So go and watch that as well. Oh my days, that's great! You actually yeah, have stuff to plug. That's yeah, so good that's for our guests. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, um, do you have anything to plug? I have nothing to plug. Good. Um, go buy my albums, listen to the rest of the review, download this podcast, which I'm going to go edit right now. We're going to go uh, edit. Who would we like to raid? Oh, good question. Uh, let me bring it up. We got uh, George's on. We got Alien Tiges. It's either we got George, we got Ruffled Bricks, we got JJ, we got My Gun is Huge, and we got Paleontologizing. My vote would be either for Ruffled Bricks or My Gun is Huge. Is that Ian Lane? I mean, we use his Twitch name, but yeah, let's do Ruffled Bricks. Oh, shit, that's crazy. I love Ian. Yeah, let's raid Ian. Yeah, let's do that. We're going to raid Ian. Thanks for having me, Are you lining that up, John? Uh, I am not. I'll do it. It's fine. Thank you. Uh, um, 
the raid message is um uh this one's getting edited <laughs> yeah this one's getting edited john's got worms uh ed knight is uh ed knight does doxing is also a great one that's not the scottish scott just throw throw out as many things <laughs> out there as possible doxing. how many times do you do that one what ed knight does doxing ed knight does doxing ed knight yeah, does I've doxing. Got a real doxing problem you do have a all right oh lovely Thanks, everyone there see you all thanks for having tomorrow. me guys. it was a pleasure bye mary elaine thank you ed thank now you, everyone please enjoy this old lady talking about sex that's all penis into her vagina that's all So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her.